and welcome to the Bucket Lister podcast. Join your host, Keith Crockford, along with special guests who have traveled the world, here to share stories of their adventures and plenty of inspo to add to your bucket list. Now, let's get into today's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Bucket Lister podcast. I am your host, Keith Crockford, and today I am again flying solo and recording this episode all by myself and I'm going to have a chat with you about top tips for long-haul flights. Now, I've just got off a flight um, to Kilimanjaro, and by the time I left the airport to the time that I arrived at my destination, it certainly was a long-haul flight. And if you're thinking of going to places such as Kilimanjaro, Everest Base Camp, Machu Picchu, those sort of destinations, then you are going to have to get prepared for a long-haul flight. So today, I just wanted to go through some tips of how I cope with getting on a with getting on a long-haul flight. Now, um, obviously, a lot of a lot of times now when we're flying um, with hub airports. Um, you're generally flying, you know, the, the biggest airlines around, you know, currently are, are airlines such as Emirates, Qatar, KLM, um, Turkish Airlines, and they've all got massive hub airports, either in Doha, Qatar, or Amsterdam, um, or Istanbul. Um, and you'll generally transit through those airports, which, which means you're going to potentially have a layover as well. Um, you might be lucky enough to have a short layover or sometimes those layovers could be five, six, seven hours. Um, and you just need to be prepared um, that if you're looking to go to those destinations that you're going to need to to put up with that really. So today I just want to sit there and talk to you guys about how I prepare for a long haul flight and what you guys can do to get ready to try and make that as much of a is a comfortable experience as you can. So my first tip is wearing comfortable clothes for a long flight. Now what's comfortable for me is potentially not comfortable for you. Um, we always have this long debate in the office um, of whether or not jeans are a, a perfect travel wear. And for me, the answer to that is no. Um, but there's some people in the office um, who you know will always get on a flight with jeans. So just think about what's comfortable for you and then what you are going to wear. Um, on my trip, like I say, I'm, I'm recording this from Kilimanjaro. I've just flown Qatar um, from London to Doha, Doha to Kilimanjaro. Um, when we arrived in Doha, it was probably about 42 degrees. Um, the last thing I wanted to be wearing was um, jeans at that point when I got off the plane or when I got back on the plane again at Doha. Um, so for me, jeans are a no. I I predominantly will travel in shorts. Um, and then, you know, you always get a blanket on the plane. If I get a little bit chilly, I'll put the blanket over my legs. Um, but, you know, when we were sat, we had a bit of a delay in Doha as we left. And the, it was li- it was so warm on the plane. Like, you literally don't want to be wearing lots and lots of clothes. So just think about wearing comfortable clothes, comfortable shoes, whether that's flip-flops for you, whether that's trainers. Again, I'm a flip-flop wearer on flights. Like, I want my feet to be comfortable. Um 
on a long haul flight i certainly don't want to have my feet in socks and trainers um I, i'm not one as well on a long i know i've advised in the past you don't want to lose your boots you know but again if you don't want to lose your boots carry your boots in your day pack you certainly don't want to be wearing them on a flight for a long haul flight so just think about what you are wearing um the other thing keep jewelry to a minimum um you're only gonna to have to take it off it's going to set the scanners off um although for the first time i did go we've we flew from gatwick and it was the first time i've gone from an airport where you haven't had to take laptops and liquids out your bag so the new systems are coming in and you literally could put your cabin bag um straight on the belt and it went through without the need to actually um to to get everything out so that that was that was nice but you know you want to you want to be you know they always make you take your trainers off or your shoes off never make you take your flip-flops off they always make you take your belt off you know your watch off those sorts of things so the less you can be wearing the easier it is for you to get through to security um so just just have a think about that um next top tip for me is going to be your seat selection um on a long haul flight think about where you want to be sitting on the plane um you know are you a sleeper in one uh, a window seat so you can rest against it you know do you want to stretch out and be able to move for me i love an aisle seat um i'm certainly not a middle seat person and i don't particularly like the window seat either um so for me it's an aisle but just have a think about where you are going to sit on the plane um also as well on long haul flights if you're connecting um you know i like to be closer to the front so you can get off quickly um on a on a long haul flight they are big planes there are lots of seats on it and if you are sat at the back and they're only letting you off the front um it could take you a while to get off the plane so also have a think about where you're sat on the plane as well as your your seat choice um you know whether you're i mean that counts as whether you're on short haul as well i suppose and and you know there, there was some research done on this from a from a short haul perspective um I, this isn't the case for long haul but um and apparently the most popular and the best seat if you were wondering was seat number 6a which would be a window seat um but i don't think that's the same for for long haul but that's a, an interesting fact that i read about the other day um also as well they say if you want to sit over the wing there is the chance of less turbulence over the wing again i don't know if that's true or not um but that was the the research that was done so um if you're if you're on a ryanair or easyjet flight then think about which seat you're going to sit in um my next top tip is if you're on a long haul flight the chances are you are going to be on it at the point where you're going to be overnight at some point and you are going to be sleeping um some people can fall asleep and I'm normally pretty good at this at falling asleep on a plane um and some people are not too good about this so think about you know if you want to take obviously on a long haul flight you will you know they always come with a blanket they always come with a small pillow but lots of people like to take the travel pillows on from the neck ache perspective um eye masks because of the light if you want to close the light out earplugs if you don't like the noise personally for me um i'll just put my headphones on um and then i'll manage to fall asleep but you know sleep 
you know, when you're on a trip and you're going to start a trip, sleep is super important um, and one thing that you need to consider. It might be, you know, I know people who take pyjamas on a trip um, and then they'll go into the, the toilets and change their clothes and get in their pyjamas because they can't sleep in their clothes. It's, again, not something that I do, but I know plenty of people who like to be comfortable to go to sleep. So just think about how you can sleep best on the, the plane. Um, Again, with a long haul flight, um, I'll take my toothbrush with me and my toothpaste just because in the morning, you know, when you're going to leave the plane, it's just nice to freshen up. Um, you know, it's a long time without brushing your teeth if you're on a long haul flight. So just think about things like that of how you can make yourself feel better on the flight. Um, and yeah, so take your toothbrush, take your toothpaste just so you can have a wash and, and just clean yourself up as well. Um, obviously you've got to think about your cabin baggage and on a long haul flight obviously you've checked your big bag in but generally you've got a cabin bag with you as well uh, whether that's a roll-on bag whether it's a rucksack you know what if you're carrying your laptop those sorts of things but I always try and not pack too much in my cabin luggage because you have got to haul it about and if you're on a long haul connecting flight then that bag is with you the whole time um, so think about what you're packing in your in your cabin bag um, and again you don't want too much stuff in there really um, my next tip is snacks um, you do get fed on a plane but those timings can be slightly weird um, you know sometimes you're on a flight and you end up with breakfast and you get served curry for your breakfast which you don't really fancy at that time in the morning um, so just think about what you're going to take from uh, a snack perspective so you can keep fueled up whilst you're whilst you're on the flight obviously you can buy that in the airport as well but it tends to be super expensive so you might want to take that with you um, rather than buying buying that at the, at the airport also as well you might find that you've slept through the meal time and you wake up and that you've you've missed it um, so you know if you've got some snacks in your bag you're not going to go hungry because you know being on an 8 10 12 hour flight you certainly don't want to miss a meal and not have anything to then to then go with. Um, obviously, next tip is moving around the plane. And this is why I always like to have an aisle seat because I do like to get up and have a bit of a wander. Um, obviously, there is the risk of a, a DVT or a deep vein thrombosis from flying, sitting in the same position all the time. So it's, it's proper healthy to get up and have a quick wander around. Um, and just move a little bit whilst you're whilst you're on the flight. Um, again, if you're sat in the aisle, you can easily do that. You don't annoy anybody by asking them to move, so you can get up and move around. So, like, just make sure you do get up and you stretch your legs out. I mean, if you if you know, you can do some exercises with your legs, but if you are tall, I mean, I'm six foot tall, my legs don't really stretch under the seat. So sometimes it's a bit difficult to, to be moving my legs around. So just have a think about how you can exercise while you're on your plane and actually keep moving as well. Planes are, no, are really dry places and the chances of becoming dehydrated are quite high. Obviously, when you get on a plane on a long haul flight, the drink service comes round and more than likely or not, you're going to have a glass of wine or a beer or a gin and tonic. Um, and But you still need to make sure that you're topping your, your liquids up and that's not alcoholic liquids. That's kind of water and things like that. Um, for me, I always like to take a bottle of water on the flight with me. Again, you know, 
the, the drink service does come through every now and again but when you want a drink you need to be able to have a drink so you don't want to leave it um for the drink service if you're thirsty so if you've got your own bottle of water or a bottle of coke or just something non-alcoholic that you can have whenever you want then that's that's really good um obviously the best thing you can do on a flight is relax is to chill out um obviously these days if you're on a long-haul flight like I, i will i will say this about guitar as they probably have the best entertainment system on on an airplane um I think on on Qatar they had over four thousand films on the entertainment system, so you can sit back, watch movies to your heart content. You know you might take your iPad with you and you've downloaded some stuff, or you've downloaded some stuff on Netflix on your phone, or you're going to read a book. But you know you're on that plane for an awful long time, and you just need to think about like getting to the other end refreshed because you've got to start your holiday. You've got to start your trip. You don't want to be turning up or stressed out. Um, I just literally watched the whole Harry Potter films back to back um, on my last long haul flight sets of flights. Um, and, you know, it was quite good to, to watch them from start to finish. So there's plenty of choice there. Just sit down, enjoy it and, and, you know, just relaxing and, and chill out. Um, my next tip for a long haul flight, the one thing you don't want, and we've had this, you know, owning a travel company and traveling with guests all the time, you do occasionally get lost baggage. Um, and it's a really unfortunate thing to happen to you. Um, but if you travel a lot, the chances are at some point you are going to lose your baggage. Um, on a lot of long haul flights, you can take two 23 kilo bags on you can with emirates you can with guitar um and what i like to do is split my luggage so that actually if one of my bags did go missing then i've still got stuff i can use in the other bag um if you're traveling as a couple then it's a really good idea to not have a bag each but to put half of each other's stuff in each bag so if one bag did go missing then you've still got enough stuff to continue your trip for the first couple of days before you're hopefully reunited with your bag. Um, I had a couple on a trip on a uh, safari trip a couple of weeks ago um, and they were like, they did lose one of their bags. We did get it back a couple of days later, but they said, I listened to your podcast where you suggested this um, and we didn't do it. And we so wish we had done it because they did lose a bag and they hadn't separated everything. And of course it just meant that one of them had to be wearing the other's clothes for a couple of days, which wasn't ideal. Um, the other thing that I've started doing now is putting the Apple Air tags on my bag. So if my bag does go missing, at least I can locate where it is in the world. And it's much easier then to say, no, you left my bag in Doha or my bag didn't leave London or, you know, so you can pinpoint down where your bag is. And that just hopefully gets you on your way a whole lot quicker. Um, coming up to my final tips for for long haul flights now is sometimes looking at which airline that you're actually booking with um and some airlines are much better than others some airlines have slightly more leg room they have slightly wider seats um you know you get really good food with them so do your research on the airlines in which ones you're going to book with just to kind of enhance that experience like i said 
Qatar are really good. I always find Emirates are really good. You get really well looked after. The food's really good. The drink service is really good. Um, so just think about which airline you're booking with. Sometimes cheap isn't always great, especially on a long-haul flight. So if there is a flight that's slightly more expensive, just do a bit of research and see which the best airline is because um, sometimes you might pay a little bit more, but actually that's far better for you in the long run. Um, one of my final tips and the best thing I've probably ever done is noise cancelling headphones. And it took me a long time to get into this. And for years and years, I had a, a pair of, you know, my, my noise cancelling headphones were my um, Apple Air Pros, AirPod Pros, um, which were great. But on a flight, unless you got the little Bluetooth dongle thing, you couldn't use them with the um, with the entertainment system. And I was also worried about always falling asleep with my AirPods in because I was always worried that it was going to fall out and then fall down the seat and I'd end up losing one of my one of my headphones. So I invested in a, a an over-ear set of Sony um, uh, noise-cancelling headphones. And on a flight, they are literally the best thing. Because when you get on a flight, if you're on a long flight and you're watching a lot of films, the, the earphones that you get given can be so uncomfortable. Um, but the over-ear ones are, are super comfortable. Like, you can't hear the crying babies um and yeah it just allows you to enjoy the experience and sometimes i just put the headphones on put the noise cancelling thing on i'm not watching anything on the telly but actually it just cuts all the noise out in, in that the horrible humming that you get on an airplane and just allows you to sort of go to sleep and not hear anything at all so that's probably my number one top tip is noise cancelling headphones um when you're when you're on the plane um Again, you tend to get on planes, you tend to get a long layover. And if you do get a long layover, then look at how much it actually costs you to check in to the airport lounge when you're there. Um, sometimes with your bank account, you get a lounge card. Um, if you've got an Amex card, you get a lounge card, which gives you access into the lounges anyway. But sometimes... Um, you, you know, in some lounges, you can just pay a small fee to go into the lounge. But if you've got a long layover, being able to go into the lounge, and you normally get like three or four hours access into the lounge, and then you get free drinks, you get free food, which, as we all know, aren't cheap things to buy when you're in an airport. Like you go and buy a coffee in an airport, and you're six quid later, and you, you buy a cake, and actually you're, you're 12 quid in. So, actually, sometimes it's worthwhile to have a comfy seat in the lounge where you've got separate toilets, you know, like I say, you've got a bar, you've got free tea, coffee, soft drinks, free food. Um, so actually, if, you know, it co if it only costs you 15, 20 pounds to actually book into the lounge, you could quite easily save that by not going to the restaurants and buying food and drinks, etc. Um, and it's just a much quieter experience whilst you're, whilst you're in the airport to, to be in the lounge rather than be in the waiting room of the aeroplane so i just thought like coming off the flight that i've just done like i said it was um so we flew from like i say gatwick to doha which is a six and a half half hour flight we had a couple of hour 
layover, which actually went really quickly because by the time, you know, a lot of these hub airports are really big and take you a long time to get around. So when you get off the plane, you kind of need to move quite quickly. On the way home, I've actually got a seven hour layover from this Kilimanjaro trip. But again, I'll check myself into the lounge, um, use my lounge card and have four hours in there. Um, and that will kind of get a lot of time away. A lot of the lounges have beds you can go and lay down or pods you can go and sleep in, which obviously you can't do um, normally in the terminal. So it's just it's just a lot more comfortable, really. Um, but yeah, definitely think about lounge access if you if you've got a long if you've got a long layover. But I just wanted to sort of as these things were all things that I've just done whilst I've been on a trip, I just thought it could be a really quick podcast to come out and just sort of give you guys some tips on thinking about how you can cope with a long haul flight really moving forwards um, to sort of give you the best experience and kind of, you know, when you go on a trip, you're always excited to get on the trip. And actually, when you're on a long haul flight to get there is never normally that much of a problem. I think most people where they really struggle with a long haul flight is on the way back where your trip's over and done with um, and you kind of just want to get home at that point and you've kind of got a long you know, trip to get there. So the more comfortable you can make it and the more you can think about it, um, I think the better it is for you um, and you'll just have a much nicer experience if you've kind of pre-planned it. So those are my tips for how to cope with a long haul flight. Um, hopefully you found it uh, informative and useful and you can take something away from it and hopefully make your next long haul flight slightly more enjoyable but anyway I've got to go ahead now and get packed because we start climbing Kilimanjaro um, tomorrow Um, I'm with a group um, and we're doing the Marangu route for six days and we're heading off um, and I still need to get my final bits of packing done so hopefully you've enjoyed this one I'll be back in a week's time with another episode of the Bucket Lister podcast. Um, and next time I'll probably be recording it from Gozo because I'm away on a scuba diving trip with a, with a group. So um, I'm pretty much, it'll be a nice short haul flight to Malta, um, but I've still got the long haul flight to get home first. So I'll be taking some of those tips that I've just told you about and using those um, to the best of my ability. So until next week, have a great week. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Bucket Lister Podcast. Be sure to click follow to be alerted for next week's episode. For more travel inspiration, check us out at www.thebucketlistcompany.co.uk or follow us on socials. See you next time.